0: Thanks for joining us today here on Brit David Podcast as Pastor Tim brings us the conclusion to his message, What the People of Puerto Rico Need the Most, from Titus chapter 2, verse 11. By asking the question, what do the people of Puerto Rico need the most? We aren't trying to single out Puerto Rico to the neglect of people in other places. In fact, the reality is that the most important needs are the same no matter where you go. But after visiting Puerto Rico in search of a missions partnership, this message is a response with that island over 3 million people in mind. Here's Pastor Tim.
1: What do the people of Puerto Rico need? They need a life preserver. They need light. Number three, they need love. They need love from God. Now, everywhere that we went, People were kind, they were wonderful, they were hospitable, (laughs) but take it with a grain of salt a little bit, I was on a date this week, (laughs) you know, so to speak. Nam took me on a date to show me the best of the people, the best of the surroundings, the best of the opportunities, the best of their work, those are the things that I got to see. One of the places that they took us was the second largest city. It's on the southern coast. It's a city named Ponce. <laughs> I, they, they reminded me of people who are from Texas. Because their saying was, Ponce is Ponce. Everything else is parking. you know. Everything else on the island's there for them. So, so I would kind of test it. We'd go to different places. And I'd say, yeah, we just went down to Ponce. i said, say, what do they say? Ponce is Ponce? And they'd say, and the rest is parking. <laughs> yeah. Every, everywhere that, the, that we went there in Ponce, it was just kind of a unique city. But where we went there was what I expected when we went. In Ponce, we went to the inner city of that place. In fact, the, the director of the North American Mission Board's ministry center that's there in Ponce said, this is the real Ponce. This is not visitors. This is not tourism. This is not like being on a date. This is what life is really like. And what we saw in Ponce was poverty a little bit closer up. I got to see some of those metal roofs that had been peeled all the way back, not not for an inch or two, not even for a foot, but for yards of material it's pulled back, exposing the entire area of that home to sunlight, to rain, to whatever it might be. Houses that are filled with mold, houses with crumbling foundations. And then you begin to see the social problems that come along with poverty such as crime and drug abuse. It reminded me of Jesus saying, because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. In the midst of a place that's filled with poverty and crime and destruction, and to use Jesus' word, lawlessness, you find that the love of many does indeed grow cold. They're Not as hospitable all of a sudden. They're not quite as friendly all of a sudden. Because now there, I'm not a tourist bringing in my American dollars. I'm an intrusion. I'm a nuisance. I'm a reminder to them of so many people that have promised help that have never come through and delivered. That leads me then to this third occurrence of faino. It's in the book of Titus. If you held your place there, it would be easy for you to go find. But this time, let's go to chapter 3. Titus chapter number 3. This, this occurrence is found in verse number 4. But I want you to be able to understand it in context. So I want to pick up my reading in verse number 3, and I want to read all the way down to verse 7. All right, you following along with me? Here we go. For we ourselves were also once foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving various lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. But when the kindness and the love of God our Savior toward man appeared, not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to His mercy He saved us, through the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit, whom He poured out on us abundantly through Jesus Christ our Savior, that having been justified by His grace, we should become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. Man, what a beautiful passage. Our word was there in, at the end of verse number 4. Where he says, but when the kindness and the love of God our Savior toward man epiphainoed, <laughs> when it appeared. So, what do the people in Puerto Rico need? They need kindness and they need the love of God. Who's going to show them kindness? We are. Who's going to show them the love of God? We are. Uh, Again, if if I go back to the book of Romans, it makes me think of chapter number 2 and verse number 4, where the Bible says the goodness of God leads you to repentance. See, sometimes we have the idea that if we present the gospel, then then really what we need to hammer on is the punishment part. You know, is that a real part? Yes. Does that need to be discussed? Yes. But, I mean... Hadn't you ever heard that you catch more flies with honey than with vinegar? I don't know who wants to catch flies. (laughs) I don't want to catch flies. But I want to win souls. And I know that I can do that better with honey than I can with vinegar. If God himself uses his own goodness to bring people to repentance then I should be a conduit of His goodness. We should show kindness. We should show this love that has appeared to them. I can tell you for sure, that is what the people of Puerto Rico need, is love and kindness from God and from His people. Let me show you the fourth occurrence. You've already seen it. Go back, maybe you look across the page, maybe you have to turn your page. Titus chapter number 2. We come full circle right to where we were at the beginning today. Verse number 11, for the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. Now here's the truth. If you go back through those notes and go back through all those things that we've said today, we can throw them a lifeline if we want to. We can shine the light of Jesus and the gospel on them that they may be able to see and to see clearly if we want to. I can show them kindness and I can show them the love of God if I want to. But now I come to a use of this word and I come to a need that they have that I cannot reproduce, that I can't provide for them. What do they need? They need life from God. They need life. They need life itself from the Lord. I can't give that to them. They are dead in their sins and their trespasses. And no matter how badly I might want them to be saved, I can't save them. But God can. On the drive down to Ponce, that was a a long drive. So on those drives, I would follow along on my GPS and just kind of look at where we are, where we're going, even not knowing that particular area. So as we approach Ponce, the Caribbean Sea is on the south of the island. And so I can look out into that Caribbean Sea, and way off I can see a a little tiny island. And I just thought, huh, I wonder what that is. You know, I'm sitting on a bus. (laughs) What else am I going to do? So I begin to look up this little island that's sitting off the coast. It's Isla de Caja de Muertas. Caja de Mortas is a dead box. It's Coffin Island. It reminded me of the people who live not on that island. Nobody lives on that island. I mean, why else would they name it that, right? But it reminds me of people that live in Puerto Rico. It reminds me of people that I run into every single day in Columbus. They have a form of religion. They, they have a talk, they have a walk, they have a dress, and it all looks wonderful. But inside, it's dead. Religion is like that. Religion has never given a person life. Not once. Only Jesus gives life. One of the church planners that I ran into was an older man. I was really surprised when we went to this church because everybody that we had been introduced to so far was probably in their 20s. This man was likely in his late 60s, I would say. His name is Albert. And he had... Gotten use of a building that was on the corner of a street in a downtown area, and it must have used to have been a warehouse, and it it had to take part of the brunt of Maria. I mean, this building, what, I mean, it, you just you, you want to put a hard hat on from the outside to go inside, thinking what you're going to find. Who walked into this building? And it is cutting-edge contemporary. It is clean. Everywhere that we went was like this. Everywhere was clean. E- everywhere had been renovated nicely. It was, it was beautiful. In fact, they had, they had lighting that was in this particular building like I have never even seen here in the States. It was incredible what they had. But as we got to talking, Albert finally said, Excuse the sound of the generators. We could hear this hum that was in the background all the time. They don't have any power, they don't have any running water. I mean, it's beautiful, but there's no power. It looks nice on the outside, on the inside, but there's no life. What they need is life from the Lord. The people are like little walking coffins. And yet the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. It's available. And it's up to somebody to take it. Now, So, Tim, are you saying that we're about to go to Puerto Rico and have a partnership? I don't know. I know this. I know that there's a door of opportunity there. A door of opportunity that's wide and that's available. A door of opportunity that is a genuine need. Is that the door that God wants us to go through? I'm not, I'm not sure of that yet. I mean... Nam told me it is, (laughs) but God hadn't told us that yet. But he's going to work through people like you. He's going to work through some opportunities that we have that are right here local to let us know whether or not that's the door of opportunity that we need to go through. This is what I'm asking you today. Would you commit today that if God opens the door of opportunity, And you are able to go That you say yes God I will go You don't have to raise your hand You don't have to even tell me But you need to tell the Lord today God if you'll open up that opportunity to go to Puerto Rico I'm going to go Are you there? I'm there I'll just go ahead and tell you that That's where I am God opens up the door of opportunity Then I'll go God's already opened the door of opportunity for us. Not in Puerto Rico. You don't have to get on a plane. About a three-hour drive from here is Habersham County, where Puerto Ricans, Mexicans, Guatemalans, all sorts of Latin American peoples have gathered. and They need a church. They need one. People that say that they want to be a part of that We need to put our money where our mouth is We need to put our hands Where our mouth is We need to put our feet Where our mouth is I want you to be able to say today This summer When that trip To Habersham County comes open I hadn't been these last three years But I'm going this year Or I've been some during these last three years and I'm going again. I want you to be able to make that kind of commitment before the Lord. So the people in Habersham need the exact same thing that people in Puerto Rico need. They need a life preserver. They need love. They need life. They need all of those things. They need light. And it's just up the road. you tell you a harder truth? You don't have to drive three hours. You don't even have to drive three minutes. There are pockets of people all around this neighborhood that need the gospel. I don't know if it bothers you the way that it bothers me, but a dry baptistry... Is awful. As much as I love every Sunday that we're able to open the service up with baptism, I'm as distraught that there are Sundays like today when we didn't. It's not for lack of opportunity. If you'll forgive me for saying it, it's for lack of trying. What are we going to do? Give our money to Lottie Moon and feel good about that? I think you should give money to Lottie Moon. I think that we should partner with our IMB missionaries around the world. I think we should give to Annie. I think we should partner with our North American Mission Board missionaries around the world. But let's do it. Oh, gone, let's do it. You want to? It makes you just make sure stand right there, right where you are. You don't have to move one inch. Just stand, bow your head, close your eyes. And you can get as specific as you want to, but here's your prayer Dear God. Whatever missionary opportunity is afforded to me, I will go. Can you say that to him today? Maybe you're at a point where you're saying, I don't, I don't know that I can make that commitment today. Then maybe that's what you need to tell the Lord. Maybe you need to come to the altar. Maybe you do need to be accountable to me. Listen, the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, all women, all boys, all girls, including every man, woman, boy, and girl in this room. Do you need to give your heart to Jesus today? When we say walking coffin Does that describe you spiritually? Why don't you come and say, Tim, tired of playing. I want to give my heart to Jesus. Maybe you need to plant your life in our church. I do know this. The Holy Spirit of God can tell you better than I can tell you. So Holy Spirit, I pray that you would indeed lead us in these moments to do To say, to commit, however it is that you're leading us individually. Savior, please, please keep saving people there and people here. For your glory, for our good. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.
0: Pastor Tim thanks you for joining us here today on Brit David Podcast. And he would like to invite you to check out our past messages here in our podcast library. Pastor Tim would love to connect and share with you about a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and how you can know that you know that Jesus is your Savior and Lord. That address is at org. We are located at 2801 West Brit David Road, Columbus, Georgia 31909. Thanks again for joining us here on Brit David Podcast.